welcome to the Midlife-ish podcast, where you learn how to wake up and slay through menopause with mindful living. I'm your host, Dr. Joyelle, your board-certified OBGYN and perimenopause health coach. There's a lot of ish that happens during these midlife years, and you're probably bombarded by the pressure of beating the clock before you hit menopause. Are you a professional woman between the ages of 40 and 50 and afraid of how you'll look, feel, and even think when you approach menopause? Are you over 40 experiencing hot flashes, mood swings, lack of energy, and just feel lost on what to do to manage your symptoms? Are you over 40 and you cringe with each birthday because it means you're one year closer to menopause and you might just run out of time to fulfill your biggest dreams? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are where you are supposed to be. This podcast will not only prepare you for what to expect during the midlife years, but equip you with simple, integrative strategies to manage your menopausal symptoms. Ladies, you will learn that you are not heading towards a midlife crisis, but a midlife revolution as you embrace the evolution of yourself. So let's get started so you can slay your day. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Let's talk about some hormones today. I'm sure you have heard or been told that taking hormones is probably the only thing that's going to help you feel better as far as your menopausal symptoms. You know, you're over 40, you're having these hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, all these things that are happening and you've either heard or in your Google research, <laughs> the first thing at the list, the top, top thing on the list is, well, oh, take some hormones. It'll make you feel better. And there's so many options out there, right? You know, take, take this pill, take that gel, this cream. Is, is it bioidentical hormones? Is it synthetic hormones? Like, how do you even know which one to take, right? There's a lot of options out there. And, you know, is it the only thing that's available? Probably what, you know, based on what you've been told or what you've heard, all the chatter, it's like, yeah, this is probably the only thing that's going to help you feel better. But then you start to wonder, like, do I need to take this every day, forever? Would it cause any harm to anything else in my body? And I have to say, you know, as a GYN earlier in my career, that was really my go-to. Take some hormones. Because <laughs> that's what I, I mentioned this in a previous episode in medical school and training. That was really all, that was, that was really the only thing that was discussed in regards to managing and helping menopausal symptoms, hormone, hormone replacement therapy or taking some hormones. So that was, that was my go-to, you know, obviously I have to, you know, establish the patient's medical history and family history to see if they're actually a good candidate for hormones. But that was really what I would go to in the beginning of my career. But as I obviously practice more in my, you know, in my practice and my approach evolved over the years. And especially as I was going through my own journey, 
I seriously contemplated going back on birth control pills as I was going through these dreaded night sweats and these mood swings and mood irritability because I knew it would probably help. I was on them for years. I mentioned, I think, in, a, in my first episode, I was on birth control pills from the age of 16 to 35. And then I stopped so I can start my family. So I wondered, should I go back on them? Do I really want to? Do I want to take, do I want to remember to take a pill every day? I can barely remember my vitamin. <laughs> so do I want to add something else to my regimen? I'm busy, my, you know, three kids, I gotta remember to give them their vitamins, take my own vitamin, remind my husband to take his vitamin. Like I, I do I want to add something else to my regimen every day? And how long will I have to take them? A few years? Forever? Now, you really can't take birth control pills forever. <laughs> I know a lot of women wish they could. But usually, safely, you can take birth control pills up to the age of 55. And again, it really kind of depends on the person. But that's typically the cutoff, 55. So how long do I need to take birth control pills? And the transition as far as from perimenopause into menopause, it can take anywhere from two to 10 years. So would I have to be on these pills so I can remember to take this pill every day for 10 years? That just seemed like a lot. And I thought like this, it has to be a better way. So instead I created simple strategies that actually were feasible as a busy mom, a busy professional. And I felt so much better. I'm like, ooh, night sweats went, was, so, was significantly decreased. My mood was better. My skin was better. Like I felt so much better. And this was, you know, really lifestyle changes. And I was relieved because I was able to put these systems in place and dramatically improve my symptoms. And I didn't have to remember to take a pill every day or remember to take anything every day in regards to, you know, helping with my symptoms. So like I said, I, through this process and even earlier than that, I evolved in regards to managing patients who are going through this menopausal transition. Because you have to think about taking hormones, the, the length that you're taking them, and what it, it's actually doing. So yes, as we are going through the transition, as we are entering menopause, the point of taking hormones is essentially to kind of replace what you are missing, right? The major hormones, estrogen or estradiol. So that's the point. But once you reach menopause, those estrogen levels are going to be, you know, at a very low amount. And you really shouldn't take hormones forever in general, hormone replacement therapy. So there are different 
different um, ideas in regards to, you know, how long you should take hormones and when you should start them as far as hormone replacement therapy. And the research really says that you should take hormone replacement therapy early on in your menopausal transition or as the, you know, early on at the start of your menopause. And as far as the length, typically they say you probably shouldn't be on it. Not probably, you shouldn't be on it for more than 10 years because that's when the risks start to increase in regards to breast cancer, in regards to heart disease. So you have to kind of think about that as on a long term, like think long term when you trying to figure out what you should do. And that's what I was thinking about as I'm going through my journey. Now, granted, I have had patients who are on hormone replacement therapy into their 80s. And I talk to them about the risk and they're like, no, do not take my hormone away. Mm-mm. Don't you do it <laughs> because they feel like they're going to feel miserable. But what I've learned is if you don't have the healthy habits in place beforehand, you probably be stuck in that situation. Because perimenopause into menopause, it's like an internal stressor that's going on into your body. And if you are putting things in your body that is adding to that stress, so not eating healthy, oh, eating a lot of sugar, all the foods that really don't serve you well, it's adding to that internal stress. So as your hormones are on a roller coaster ride, causing havoc in your body, <laughs> basically, and if you're adding unhealthy things to your body in regards to what you're eating and even what you're putting into your mind in regards to negative, either negative self-talk or just negative thoughts in general, all of that is adding to the internal stress that's occurring with this menopausal transition. So there are integrative things that you can do, which I'm relieved that I was able to learn and create and put systems in place that dramatically improve my symptoms. And I'm happy I don't have to take a pill every day or to remember to take anything in regards to helping with my symptoms every day. So now I can remember everybody else's <laughs> vitamins and things like that. So hormones is not the only answer. Will they make you feel better? Probably or not. But what would make you feel your best is you creating healthy habits now. Because as women, we are at risk of developing high blood pressure, high cholesterol in our midlife years. So if you establish habits from now, you can decrease your risk of developing those things too. So it will not only help 
manage your symptoms, but really help your health overall, like optimize your health overall. So think about what you're eating. Foods high in salt, sugar, saturated or trans fats, fats can increase your blood pressure and eventually damage your heart. So I know you, some of you are like, well, I've been eating this way, you know, for years. Didn't really have, any, have a problem. Let me tell you, it catches up with you. Your body changes as we get older. And there's some research that says women's blood vessels age quicker than men's blood, blood vessels. So as we're aging, our blood vessels become stiffer and essentially just less elastic. Let's take sugar, for example. You know, sugar, <laughs> we all have a sweet tooth, right? But sugar is really the devil, <laughs> unfortunately. But high sugar in your diet elevates uric acid, which drives up your blood pressure by inhibiting something called nitric oxide in our blood vessels. Now, nitric ox oxide works as a vasodilator, so it dilates our blood vessels and helps them maintain their elasticity. So sugar actually decreases that. So if you have less nitric oxide feeding into these blood vessels, then your blood vessels become stiffer. Hormones is not going to fix that. Hormones is not going to correct that. So that's why it's important to really look at what you're eating. Now, I'm not saying you have to avoid it all together because I know that's hard. But certainly limiting certain things can definitely make a difference. As far as the fats, so I mentioned saturated fats and trans fats. So the saturated fats increases your blood levels of your the bad cholesterol, that's the LDL. I know you probably have had your, you know, your primary doctor check your, um, you know, do a blood panel for your physical. And usually it includes your cholesterol, so total cholesterol, your LDL, your HDL. Your LDL is your bad cholesterol. Your HDL is your good cholesterol. So a diet high in saturated fats and saturated fats in butters, creams, cheese, that can actually raise the blood levels of your bad cholesterol. So that's no good. And then trans fats, that's those fats in the deep fried foods, the fried chicken and all that stuff. That actually not only raises your LDL cholesterol, your bad cholesterol, but, in, but it also decreases your good cholesterol, your HDL. So really trying to figure out how you can limit those things are important. So instead of contemplating which hormone you're going to take and how long you have to take it, let's create a lifestyle that you're able to maintain forever. I promise you, you can do it. So we're going to talk about what that looks like uh, on future episodes. So until then, you all take care. And please subscribe and share, share with everyone you know, so we all can live our best lives. All right, y'all. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you had any aha moments, 
please subscribe and share this podcast with all the ladies in your circle. Then head on over to www.drjoyelle.com to get my monthly newsletter and join my Facebook group so we all can slay our day together.